0: hello all right back with another episode synced uncut this is season two episode five so today we're going to talk about a wedge topic a sensitive topic and one that you see coming up in every form and fashion on the news on instagram social media etc today's talk is about equality are we equal are people equal so before I dive into this, because it's such a broad subject, before we talk about what this is, I want to talk about what it's not. So we get the subject matter correct. OK, so this is not about equal opportunity in the sense of the things that go on in people's lives, the situation they're born in and whether or not they have a right to the same opportunity. Different subject for a different day. This is not about that. This is also not about the equality of genders. And by that, I mean the differences between male and female and how that translates to how we interact with one another, whether it be in relationships or just different aspects of society and daily life. This is not about that. With me so far? Good. This is also not about racial equalities or inequalities and by that i mean different racial groups the things they have gone through the position they've been in over the course of american history or global history and how that has impacted their lives this is not about that therefore i'm saying this is not political so i want to really narrow this down so you can understand what this discussion is not about so we can discuss what i'm actually trying to address today Because this will be something that I will build upon later on. So these are the things it's not about. I'll just reiterate. It's not about opportunity in terms of just opportunity amongst different individuals. It's not about gender. Okay? Not about those equalities and how that translates to interaction. This is also about, uh, on a more macro level, racial equalities or inequalities. Non-political. We are not discussing those things. We can address that another day. As I just said. So today is about the equality on a very basic, granular, granular level, a very crude level. Are we equal in terms of our life, the life of one person compared to another? And then are we equal in a sense of capability? Well, by that, I mean innate skills and abilities and how we function just as a person. Are we equal in that regard? So. As I go through this, stick with me because I'm going to connect these two points in the middle at the end so you can see comprehensively what I'm getting at here. I just want to kind of just set the board, give a prologue to how to address this conversation so it goes smoothly. And once again, as I map this out, you can follow each point coherently. All right. So let's begin to dive in this. And I'll start by answering the first question, which it should be an obvious one. But once again, this is about articulating and explaining truths. So I'm going to start with that. Are we equal in a humane sense? Yes. (laughs) I just put it out there. Some people might try to actually there are individuals out there who probably feel like we're not even now, you know, in the year 2023. But yes, in a humane sense. What do I mean by humane? The inherent The inherent fact of being alive, the fact that you, you, I, everyone, you listen to this, we are born into this world. We are alive. Our life has value. In that sense, everybody, male, female, no matter your race, where you're born, does not matter. We are absolutely unequivocally equal. Every human life has absolute equal value. That is unchanging. When Jesus went to the cross, he died for every single person. Everybody was purchased or redeemed with his blood. There's not a human out there who is of more or less value compared to his neighbor. It doesn't exist. If you think or you feel like you're of more value or somebody else there's of more value, you're wrong. You're completely wrong. It's not true. So to kind of make an analogy to this, let's just say, for example, let's say that every human is worth one billion units of Jesus's blood. Right. Well, guess what? I'm worth a billion. You're worth a billion. Everyone's worth a billion. Per person there's not a person's worth 500 million which is less there's not a person out there out there who's worth 5 billion units of Jesus blood which is more no no one is of less or more value he died for everyone everyone was redeemed with the same amount of value so in that sense once again from a humane standpoint the state of existing and have an opportunity to be alive in this world everybody is absolutely equal what is absolute means? Unchanging. Universal, immutable. Look the word up, look up any synonym, you want to apply to it, and that's what it means. We are all equal in that regard. And by God's grace, that statement even made into our Constitution, we hold these things to be self-evident that what? All men, which also includes women, are created. What? Equal. We are all equal. And like I said, that's an obvious truth, but I still want to explain it, but also tie it into a to a biblical scripture to, to give it spiritual and biblical significance. You can see that we all have the exact same value and someone out there who are listening, you probably feel like you don't have value. You do. You are absolutely worthy. You are absolutely valuable. When Jesus went to the cross, he was thinking about every single person who had already been alive and people who are now going to be born after him everybody was on his mind that's who he redeemed and we all got purchased with the same amount of power and the same amount of importance so we are all equal in a humane sense there's a point I want to make there but take that revelation take that thought put that on the shelf because I'm going to tie that into something else okay so let's move on so let's talk about the manner in which we are not equal Once again, tying it back to my prologue, what did I say? I'm saying an inequality in a sense of a capability, innate innate skills and abilities. In other words, things that one person may be good at, another thing a person may not be so good at. Let's just keep it simple. Some people are very good at writing. For example, their ability to, to connect words and tie them together in a way that's very meaningful and very clear, a writer's gift. Some people are good at writing. So just take something simple and apply it to anything to an athlete, to an architect, okay, to an interior designer, what you're seeing is a manifestation of a real skill, a real ability. We all can do something good or bad. You know, we all are good. We all have strengths and weaknesses. Okay. So even from a creative standpoint, in terms of just our ability, in terms of how we think the things we can come up with, we're not equal because naturally life, we're just going to lend itself to certain things about us and not so much others. That's normal. That's good. It's supposed to be like that. We can kind of port that down even to a biological level. We're all not equal in that sense. A simple example. Some people might have a fast metabolism. Some people have a average or slow metabolism. By definition, that's an inequality, right? It's there. That's just how it is. You can apply that to anything. All right. Think about intelligence, right? Some people might score higher on uh, an intelligent quotient test than others. Okay, we'll just use some famous physicists out there, or you know, um, whether it's Neil deGrasse Tyson or Stephen Hawking, Albert, Albert Einstein—names you're probably familiar with. Okay, very—they sport very high IQs, blessed with high levels of intelligence. By definition, that's an inequality. That is good. Those things benefit society. We could talk about the other side of the coin: emotional intelligence, intelligence the ability to read a room, read body language, pick up on people's emotions, and understand in real time what it means in that situation that you're in with them. That is, quote unquote, a innate skill. Some people could be more or less good at that. By definition, it's an inequality. So I'm highlighting these things to show you, and you can just think of ones on your own while I'm doing this. Life itself is full of, quote unquote, inequalities, areas where everybody might perform or underperform in different areas and across a completely different set of circumstances. That is totally normal. That acceptable. That is part of life. And that is not a bad thing. That type of inequality is supposed to be there because it makes us all unique and we're all contributing to different aspects of society to make life better okay so that type of inequality is totally fine it's acceptable it is good think about the word equal right the word equal means uniform without discrimination so to say that everybody's equal, we're supposed to be equal means there should be absolutely no differences, small to great between you and the next person, me and the next person. Anywhere, anywhere you go on the planet, everybody should be the same, same strength and weaknesses, respond to situations exactly the same, same levels of confidence, same levels of interpersonal skill, same levels of intelligence all the way down the board. Do you really think that's possible? Does that even sound like a good idea to you? No, it doesn't. It sounds absolutely ridiculous. So what I'm trying to highlight here is the differences between us in terms of, once again, natural ability is going to be unequal. And that inequality is a part of life and it's a good thing. Once again, I'm just going to drive this home from from a point of capabilities, natural talent. Which you, which you have an affinity for, which you don't have an affinity for, which you tend to be good at or not good at, you know, from the, once again, the biological level to the psychological level, to the physical level or however you wanna port that, there's gonna be inequalities. I'll use this as one final example to bring it home. Let's think about professional sports. If you have a problem with inequalities, let me tell you right now, don't ever watch a professional sport because what are you seeing? You're seeing the best of the best compete in that sport. If you take any professional athlete of any sport and you put them against any random person, a lay person, a non-professional athlete, they will be superior to that person in that sport. What are you seeing? You're seeing an inequality. And what do we do? Especially here in America, sports are huge. We praise, we acknowledge, we cheer, we get excited about seeing that you're getting excited about an inequality. (laughs) that's really what you're doing wow this person is amazing at football he's amazing at basketball he or she is amazing at tennis you're seeing an inequality a difference in the skill level the prowess in that particular sport and as you can see it's a good thing it's very entertaining it's exciting to see them to be able to do and perform that sport at that level you see what I'm saying that is an inequality that is a good thing the Olympics you're seeing inequality And you're seeing inequality at the highest level because they're the best of the best and they're competing against one another. And of the best of the best, a best is going to come out. Someone's going to get a gold medal. So essentially, you're watching the best of the best of the best. (laughs) That's what's going on. You see. So once again, I'm saying all this to show you that inequality is a good thing in this regard that I'm talking about. It's a positive thing. It's supposed to be like that. It makes life interesting. It adds value to all of society. You see. This is good. Inequalities exist. Get comfortable with that because society has muddied this idea. And here's the kicker. Watch what I'm about to do here. Society, which I means our culture we live in, if it holds a certain attribute, for a certain capability and very high esteem, it will try to convince people that they are of more value than somebody else who doesn't have that. What do I mean by more value? I'm not talking about in a work performance standpoint. If someone's very good at accounting, should they be an accountant and should I be praised? Of course, it lends itself to that role. I'm not talking about that. The subject here is inherent value. The value of your life. The tricky part is, is our culture will try to convince you or convince people that if they have a quality such as making a lot of money, being very good looking, you know, having an extremely nice body, being popular, having social status. If you possess that, you're somehow inherently better than your neighbor. That's the lie. That's the issue here, because we discussed before that inherent value, the value of your life, who you, the entirety of your being is unchanging. So it does not matter if you do not have possessed or acquire certain things in American culture or whatever culture you live in, where that thing is valued or pedestaled. You are not somehow inferior inherently to the person who possesses that. That's the lie. That's the lie of Satan, Satan. Will put that in a person's mind. Satan will tell you that. And for my more spiritual, biblical folks, you understand what I mean when I word, when I say the word Satan. For those who are uh, more secular or more non-religious, when I say the word Satan, doesn't mean that a devil in horns walks with someone. Hey, guess what? You're better than someone. No, you're thinking about it too literally. What I'm saying here is that. That belief system, the psychology that someone is superior because of those things, that is the mindset. That's the perspective of Satan. And that line of thinking is in our culture, which is why we see these disparities in how people are treated and perceived. If they have those things that the world or that our culture savors, holds in high regard, idolizes. That is what I'm saying is coming from satan and anybody who agrees with that which means they think it's true and employ that thinking in their life they are under the thought process of satan that's what i mean so get comfortable with that word that probably rattled a lot of people out there that's fine we live in a world that goes beyond three dimensions there is a spiritual realm god exists and there's an adversary out there but he's defeated conversation for a different day <laughs> so see that relationship there value inherent value of a person's life is absolute unchanging but on the other side in terms of our capabilities as being a human in this world there's discrepancies and there's inequalities in terms of what we're good at what we're able to do and those inequalities does not in any way impact i'm sorry those capabilities does not in any way impact your inherent value so you so what i'm saying is that How the amount of credit, the value of your life should not be should not fluctuate based upon the amount of quote unquote success you might experience in this world. Now, is another one being motivated, being disciplined, wanting more, but you should never question the value of your life. That's why I'm so against, you know, suicide. I get, you know, that's a, you know, that's a, you know, uh, I should probably use the word self-termination because we have to be careful about the words we use these days. But um, self-deletion is something that we have to I'm I'm very against, obviously, for any reason. I'm I'm not saying I understand why anybody would go through that or what attempt to do that. But I say that from just a humane standpoint, a person's life has value no matter what, no matter how bad someone feels, how bad life got for them or whatever is going on. It still has absolute value and it should never be discarded for any reason. We have to hold that was precious because being alive is a privilege. You know, even like uh, a mass murder, for example, even their life has just as much value as someone who's, quote unquote, a good person. You probably think, oh, Brandon, how could you say that? Oh, yeah, it does. It does. Jesus died for that person as well. You see what I'm saying? That part didn't change. What happens is, and this, of course, this is assuming a person is guilty of what they done. They actually, I'm using this as an example at mass murder. Let's say they actually did those acts. What happens is they forfeit their freedom, they forfeit their right to live by virtue of those actions. So, in other words, they're placed in, let's say, a prison and given consecutive life sentences. Or in certain states, they may be um, giving capital punishment because of what they have done. They've now forfeited the value of life because there's consequences for what we do. There's accountability. And if we violate certain things to a certain degree, there are real repercussions for that. You see, life is not a right. No one decided to be alive. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. You are given life. It's a privilege. So if something is a privilege, it can be taken away. Get used to that idea. That's why we believe in essentially a thing about our prison system is per, a, a, essentially people are being punished for their wrongdoing. Hey, you've done things that's wrong to society. We're going to take away your ability, your privilege to be free, because that shows that we believe that what we have here is not just a right. We don't have a right to everything. It's a privilege. Privileges can be lost. So tying this all back in. What should be your takeaway here? Your takeaway, once again, just to reiterate that we're all valuable. Everyone is of equal value, equal importance. No one is more important in an absolute way. Let me break that down again, just to make sure that this this thing is airtight. This does not mean, does not relate to the nuance of something like, let's just say, I would just keep it simple, just in the workplace. Do certain roles can have a greater impact than others? Of course. So I'm not talking about that level of uh, equal importance. No, there are going to be differences there. I'm talking about just the state of existence, the state of being alive, being a person made in God's image with the opportunity to be on planet Earth, to go forward and fulfill something that impacts the entire world in a positive way, small or great, that was given to you by God. This opportunity, that in itself is unchanging has absolute value. And then from there, the diversity, the nuance, the the interesting aspects of life are the differences in our capabilities. All those different equalities and quirks that make society unique. Those inequalities are good, they should be there, and you should be happy to see that. Everything comes in levels. Everything comes in degrees. We're all different and unique. We're all fearfully and wonderfully made. That is something to be celebrated, never to be condemned listen to this one again, because this one here, you have to really follow carefully to truly grasp what I'm getting at here. But this is an important message. And it's something that's simple yet very profound. So let's hear the conclusion of the matter. Are we equal in absolute sense? Yes. But in a daily functioning sense, of course not. No one is equal and it's a good thing. Let that sink in. I'll see you next time.